Before we get into the show and introduce today's guest, I would just like to thank United Medical Credit for being sponsors of this podcast and of the Business of Dentistry. As a matter of fact, they have a special offer for Business of Dentistry members, 0% merchant fees for the rest of the year, and 30% discount for life after that. You can get that special deal by either going to DocOffInvestments.com and clicking on the deal section, or by going directly to www.unitedmedicalcredit.com forward slash TBOD. Thanks again, UMC. Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Hey guys, this is Doc Huffbauer coming to you again from my studio here in Alvin, Texas. Today, I have the great pleasure to interview Medina Scott. Now, Medina is the CEO and founder of Get VWire. Now, what Get VWire is, is if you can imagine all of those problems you've been having, trying to find team members, particularly for your front desk, just disappearing because you had someone you could outsource to who was very, very competent. In fact, probably way better trained than anyone you've ever had working in your office doing these things. So full disclosure, as always, I am an investor in the company. The reason I invested in it is because I believe in what they do and I've seen what they can do for practices. So Medina, that's going to be a hard to follow intro. You're going to have to really show these guys something. How are you doing? Well, we're excited that you're on board with us. You know, we're kind of on it. We, you know, as we shared with you, we're on a mission to uh, help offices because, you know, we need it. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me here. So I'm going to ask you, and guys, at any point, if you have any questions, I know we have a couple of people who are watching right now live. I realize most of you guys are busy working, but if you are watching, go ahead and drop a question down in the, in the question section below. This live will stay on TBOD for other people to see the answer to that question. And, and you may help somebody by asking. So um, without further ado, Medina, I'm going to ask you to list the long, long list of everything that you guys do starting with insurance verification and filing. So let's let's go through the list. Yeah, because you guys really it's a very wide scope. We pretty much do everything in the that's related to the front office. Um, So we started off with insurance verification and also billing. That was the easiest to outsource and easiest to control. Um, However, you know, and we've been doing this before the pandemic. So the pandemic was like a blessing in disguise for us too because it really propelled um, outsourcing for dental offices. You know, it's not a new concept. A lot of companies do it all the time. Um, I, it's like, it I say this all the time too. It's like, I love dentistry by the way, but it always seems like we're the last ones to kind of get on board with things. Um, you know, actually we're not, we're not. You, know, you know, my wife is a veterinarian and they are actually the last ones to get on board because they follow okay. dentistry. <laughs> They're actually veterinarians taught, and chiropractors. <laughs> exactly. They're they're actually taught in, in veterinary school to watch the dental model because it's where veterinary will be in 10 years. And, oh, wow. and so far yeah. it's been pretty correct. So talk to us um a little bit about um gosh, insurance verification and collections. What what do you find whenever you you open up these practices? Because I know you guys do a real deep dive whenever you you take on a new practice because you want to make sure that you're correcting any problems that are in place now. 
So what do you find a lot whenever you, you open up the books? A lot of inefficiencies, <laughs> a lot of repeating things and missing things. Um, you know, when we, a lot of offices when they, and I think I sent you this message uh, earlier this morning is, it's really funny because, you know, for example, we have a practice that we just signed up and um, he wanted us, you know, part of the reason why he's outsourcing to us is because things are just not working out. He doesn't like his numbers. He feels like his staff, um, he's just going, you know, at it with his staff and they're not getting anywhere. However, right. during the onboarding call, he wanted us to do everything and his front office team wanted us to do everything exactly the same way they've been doing it. What, now, what is, what is the definition of insanity again? Yes, <laughs> I was just going to say, what exactly is insanity again? It's right, it's doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different outcome. So that's one of the biggest things that we see whenever we um, sign up an office, uh, especially, you know, with that kind of situation where they're not going, they're not getting the numbers that they're looking for. Um, one, they're not, they want change, but they're not really ready to make that change. Right. Um, but that's the most common thing that we see, especially when it comes to with insurance verification and billing. Uh, one, they don't have the proper system in place. Two, they're missing a lot of codes or the proper codes that should be built for the procedures that they're doing. And that's kind of where our team comes in because, you know, we can buy all the books out there. You know, there's coding books out there, but it doesn't tell you how to code. It tells you like the description of the code. And um, sometimes, sometimes it'll give you a warning of, hey, don't use this for this. Yes. Yes. They usually, <laughs> they usually aren't telling you, hey, look, make sure that if, if you're coding, okay, for, for example, this is a favorite one of uh, Travis's, um, my good friend, Travis Campbell is yes. almost every great implant, book, by the way. <laughs> yeah, great book, great book. Actually, yeah. frankly, I don't know if I can say this. I, I'm going to say it. Well, you know, I don't really care. Say it. So it's better, it's better <laughs> I, than I Charles like a lot Blair's of stuff book. needs to be said these days. Um, Absolutely. Well, yeah. it's, it's better than Blair's book. I mean, in, in, in my opinion, it is far better than Blair's book. It gives great examples. And, you know, one of his things, and it's dentists argue with this all the time. You know, there is a an abutment supported crown, and there is a mm -hmm. screw retained crown. And almost yeah. every single one is a screw retained crown and a separate abutment, either stock or yeah. custom. Yeah. But dentists have a hard time wrapping their heads around that. Guys, if you're still coding that for any crowns, make sure it's a one piece implant because that's the only implant that is an abutment supported crown. Everything yeah. else is a screw retained crown. Screw. Yeah. And screw you should be charging an abutment. <laughs> It's one of those things that people miss. Yep. And that's the kind of yes. thing I bet you find a lot. Oh, we find those a lot. Um, you know, because we, everyone that on our team, they go through their, you know, our training on how to build. And we have our own checklist to make sure we're not, we're not missing anything. And part of the reason why is because you're, when you get paid, your insurance claims get paid. That's how we get paid. So it's important for us to make sure that one, you're maximizing um, you know, on the codes and then also make sure that you're coding properly and you're getting reimbursed for it because your money is our money. So, so tell me a little Dude, bit. So that's one of the most important. <laughs> yeah. or, sorry or about the, that. But you, yes. You're having a, a little bit of a, um, a lag in your, in your audio. Um, oh, no. So talk to me a little bit about um, the way that you do billing for your verification and collections efforts. Yeah. So our teams, and I say team, and I'll explain that in a, in a moment, 
Um, so what they do is, like I said, we have a checklist and anyone can do this, use the same model and I'm open to share. We've been doing this for a really long time and we have offices that will just contact us. Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about setting up my great office manager to work remotely. We can help you with that too and kind of share what's worked with us. But to go back to your question, so what, we have our own checklist of things that we need to make sure happens before the claims get submitted. Things like, you know, they'll check the schedule, uh, make sure that the codes that's posted in the account matches what's in your chart notes. And what we find a lot is, for example, the patient on the schedule or any ledger, it'll be posted for a two surface uh, composite, but in the doctor's notes, they actually did a four surface or a three surface right. composite. And they so just things never got like updated. that all the time, yeah. Or they have the old that's been deleted. Um, so, you know, these are all the things that we always make sure is one, eligibility is checked, insurance information is entered incorrectly with the address and payer ID. Um, and then we double check the chart and let's make sure it matches before we submit the claim. So there's no. a whole list of things that you have to make sure um, is done before those claims uh, are submitted. It's basically sending a, a, a clean claim. I don't know if everyone's familiar with that term. Not a lot of people know what talk, clean claim talk to means, us about, but that's pretty much. Talk to us about what a clean claim is. Yes, yeah, so a clean claim is basically making sure that all your attachments, the proper narrative, everything that insurance is asking for. Um, a lot of the time, and that's another thing too, is a lot of us don't pay attention to our contracts and exactly what insurance is asking for. Um, because we find, and we find this, you know, some of our team members that comes in and they've been doing billing for a really long time and, uh, and they'll, submit a claim with a bunch of attachments that's not needed. It's like a waste of your time. <laughs> so, you know, really making sure that one, the proper attachments is there, the right narrative is there, and everything else is checked off before you submit that claim. You know, the, the funny thing is, um, I see a lot, or I saw a lot in my practice, whenever I would audit my own books, because I've, I've outsourced for years. And I'll tell you folks, my collections went through the roof whenever I started outsourcing because you don't miss stuff. But what I noticed is that they would go in and even just the, the patient's treatment plan was polluted. You know, they, they wouldn't get a sign off on the consent for, you know, increasing the size of a filling or adding a surface. They wouldn't erase the old claim and, or the, the old code rather. And the old code was just sitting there. And so that patient gets called back sometimes. They're like, hey, you're right, you're the, you're the filling on tooth number 15? Like, well, we just did the tooth number 15 filling, right? But it's still phased to come next in the record. And so there's a lot of little things that just going in and making sure that your record keeping is correct, that will increase the efficiency of your office and frankly, make you look more professional whenever you're speaking to a patient. You, yeah. you, 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 there's not much you can do to look worse or more money grubbing than to tell the patient they need to come in to do the same thing they just left your office doing. And that's, that's simple to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. And we see that very often um, with some of our offices, you know, for example, and, and I get it, you know, the office is busy. There's a lot going on. Um, for example, you, you said that because there was a patient that called, um, started looking into their claims, come to find out that there was a root canal that was done back in October and it was never submitted to insurance. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think about it, think about, uh, put yourself in the patient's shoes. Right. To them, they're thinking that you're hiding something from insurance, that you're committing some kind of 
insurance fraud when Absolutely. all it is was a clerical error that it was never attached to the appointment. And so when the appointment was set complete, it was never posted to the ledger, never submitted to claim insurance, and it didn't show up on the report. So you can right. run all kinds of reports, um, but if it's never posted, it won't show up. Um, and it just happens that this patient caught onto it because they contacted their insurance for a different and, claim. And the funny um, thing so these is, are all the things that in are reality, and that tells you a little bit about where patients' brains are today. That's one of the things that is my favorite about you guys is you're so good at handling those hard conversations and you don't get flustered because you're not personally connected to the office. It's not Miss Jones who came in the other day and was so nice and brought you pie. This is just a customer who you're trying to make sure they're satisfied. And so- yeah. You know, I think that's a huge thing you guys bring to the table because that that dentist, his office manager or his insurance coordinator, his front desk wasn't eating up time on that phone explaining something or poorly explaining something, I should say, because that happens a lot, getting the mm -hmm. customer angry and making them not satisfied with your services and making them down, Matthew. In fact, the funny thing is the dentist was losing out on money. So he would have yeah. been losing out <laughs> on money multiple times with the time that it took them to answer that call. And the, the time yeah. that was missing when the real job is to get patients off the phone and into your damn chair. Right. And that's what you guys yeah. do for practices. <laughs> right. You know, there's a quote. I think it, it's, um, it's what I learned after I thought I knew everything that matters the most, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's, you know, I, I always like to share I that quote that. with my teams, uh, you know, at least that's that's for me personally you know sometimes it's like oh I thought I knew that you know so once I learn it it's like it kind of sticks with me but you know we have to think about ways that you know one we have to I always um, say you know you have to look at okay what do we accept how do we adapt and how do we excel from there right um, and the three phases I always think about when I think about that is you know the you go through the adrenaline phase, then you go through the honeymoon phase, and then the last phase is how long is this going to last? Um, mm -hmm. And I'm bringing this up because we're talking about the office managers being not having the time or just your front office time or a team not having enough time to really focus on patient care. And it's because we have to think about these questions um, because we have to know when to make these adjustments. Um, especially when you're thinking, how long is this going to last? Because one, our teams are getting burned out. Two, it's really hard to find staff right now. So to be able to really show our best and be able to help our patients um, and really not drain all the energy doing it, Absolutely. we have to figure out a way to adapt to, um, and to excel, right? Well, so There's something to be said there too. And, and I, I want to go back to that quote you, you just said. Um, or, the, or part of a quote, and that is <laughs> what you accept into your life becomes your life. Yeah. So right now, and I'm seeing this from the posts from Denison's group, I'm seeing it from talking to other people in the industry, uh, people have lost their damn mind since COVID. You know, little Miss Smith, who previously would maybe bring that bill in, right, and say, hey, doctor, you guys forgot to charge me this. Or she might say, hey, why wasn't this on the insurance? Now she's calling, trying to tell the insurance company you're committing fraud. It's, yeah. it's a crazy, crazy world out there now. People yeah. have lost their damn minds. 
it's true. Patients are a lot meaner these days. Um, you know, I call it just COVID stress. Um, now imagine our teams that are dealing with this front end and then you have them calling insurance, checking verification, assistants asking them these questions. You're on them to make sure, hey, are you posting this? Yeah. Are you doing that? Micromanaging every little thing. So at some point, how long, we have to ask, how long is that gonna last? And we're seeing that, I see it in all the posts that I'm getting. And another thing too, is we get resumes, 21 resumes just over the last few hours yesterday. Right. Um, and that's crazy. And so it, it's the trend that everyone is leaving. It, they're exiting. Um, they may not say it to you directly, but they are exiting. Absolutely. Um, and so for us, our mission, our, our team is on a mission. like, please don't leave. We need you guys. Uh, we're here to support you guys. And, these, and this is why I'm bringing up such an important topic here, especially for all the doctors to understand Absolutely. that we can figure out a way to, to adapt and really help our teams and keep them where they're at because uh, they're getting burned out. So there was a post uh, from a dentist uh, in this group. And they said, is this normal? I have had during tax season to fill out 31 W-2s for people who no longer work here. And that to me is an insane number, but yeah. you think about it, it's, there, there's a lot of components to it. One is the stress that these people are having to deal with on a daily basis now, because like you said, patients are just uglier than they used to be. But yes. another thing, is that most dentists don't have in place. I'm a big SOP guy. You know that. We've talked about that before. Like everything should be yes. written down. You should write up your hat so you can teach the next person to do your job. Yeah. Most dentists don't have that philosophy and they don't have formalized training programs. And the easiest way to spot that, guys, if you find yourself micromanaging your team, it's because you haven't trained them. If you have to micromanage to get things done correctly or if you feel that you do, because a lot of times you don't have to, that means you are not confident in your training of your personnel. Again, it can help. Yeah. You know, yeah. these guys are super well-trained. You know, it's funny because it, it should be a balance, right? That also doesn't mean that you just like throw it to somebody and you just forget everything because we get that too sometimes. And, and for us, it's like training, kind of getting the doctor back. Like, you know what? Yes, it's yep. good that you're trusting us to do this, but you also need to understand the numbers and where it's coming two, from, right? So it's not a set it and forget it kind of thing. Two different, uh, two different words. Abdicate and delegate. Yes. <laughs> delegate, don't abdicate. Exactly. You know, it's, you know, from a business planning perspective, you know, we have to look ahead, right? And so we have to think about the policies and the planning that we have. Uh, that we're putting in place and the question um, you know how do we plan for it now to where we're going to see the best return um, and I can tell you too and I'm I know I sound biased because that's what we're doing but honestly a lot of offices are saving so much on overhead costs because they're outsourcing and what Absolutely. I'm telling these offices to do is now that you're saving you're collecting a little bit more what you can do is really think about building your uh, clinical staff. You know, now you can like get, get them more, a little bit more to keep them there. You know, we have to think about all these things, um, whether you're thinking about keeping the, the teams or everything in-house or outsourcing it or some kind of hybrid model, we have to make changes and we have to adapt, so. Um, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So what are you finding that most doctors, and we're going to get to the other stuff you guys offer, but I, I honestly, I think that yeah. one of the highest impact things that you guys do is take the verification and billing off of the plates of these dentists and their teams, because it, it solves so many problems. It solves the was not trained to communicate properly problem. It solves the lack of systems problem. It solves the collection issues a lot of these people are having. It solves the staff turnover issue that people are having right now. It's just, it, it does so much for practices, but you're right. You know, it also saves them a whole lot on their overhead. What, what are you yeah. finding that the average dental office, uh, what, what is the average dental office in the United States paying an insurance coordinator or an office manager? I, I know what it is in my area. Yes. So anywhere from $26 to even $35 an hour in-house. That's just and they're what asking they're, for you're more and more. giving them an hour. That's not including your taxes, not including mm -hmm. vacation time, not including healthcare benefits. And then for the smaller practice, they have to compete with the bigger groups that are able to give them 401ks. Um, for a smaller practice, they can't afford that. Um, so these are uh, some of, you know, outsourcing is the best way to go especially if you're starting off your practice and you don't, um, you can't offer everyone healthcare benefits or retirement plans. At least this way you can build your practice and be able to save on overhead costs and really use the resources that you have to pay your assistant or even hygienist if that's what you're looking for. Because you need, unfortunately, that's something that we can't help you with remotely is taking an x-ray and um, suctioning, <laughs> we can do everything else that can be done on the computer, treatment planning, training at team members. And, you know, speaking of training, that's how our membership uh, plans got started. Um, like I said before, we started up with eligibility and billing, but a lot of our offices was going through a situation where they can't find staff or, you know, they have enough staff, but now they have to kind of move things around because one person left. So what we told everyone is like, just hire someone that you, that has a personality that matches with your practice and have us train them. We can train them because I understand what it's like to be in the practice. You have your own list of things to do, but then you also have to train someone. And if you think about it, you're spending so much time training someone, you don't even know if they're going to fit uh, work out for your office, right? How often does that happen where you spend so much time training somebody and then life happens? They leave and then you have to start all over again. Um, so yeah. that's kind of where we came up with the membership plans is really to be able to offer that um, help to the offices. So I want I want you to explain your membership plan, but first I want to bring one thing up. And this this is something that yeah. gets lost in the weeds a lot. Um, you, you were you were mentioning that it's not just the hourly rate that you have to worry about. It's also the vacation. It's also you know. Medicaid, Medicare, FICA, you know, your, your portion of their taxes. It's it's all of that stuff. And it it, it builds up, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's um 1.25 or 1.3 times whatever the hourly wage yeah, is. Yeah, 1.3 times. Yeah. And and so one of the things, one of the costs of doing business that people don't realize is the cost of training. Now, back in the not back in the 90s. I was a manager at Service Merchandise. It's a company that no longer exists. It's not my fault, though, I promise. So they were, they were doing research into how much the cost of turnover was. And what they found in the 90s, this was 95, I believe, is that the cost of turnover for a trained employee is $10,000. So that was how long ago? That was in 90. 
Well, how much is it now, though? That's that's what I'm I'm, I'm curious about. <laughs> I, I wonder if anyone's done a study about that now because that's ten thousand dollars in lost efficiencies, ten thousand dollars in wages of people who are training, wages of people being trained. Um, it's it, it's. I don't have the article, but we did we we brought it up in one of our team huddles and we talked about it. And I remember um, it's actually around thirty thousand. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense to me with the way that wages yeah. have inflated these days. Yeah. And that's that's huge. That's a huge hit to the productivity of a practice because you're having to pull one person from here to pull them through. It's, it's like the old saying, robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know, you, you just can't right. do that. So talk yeah. to me a little bit about this membership plan and what you guys can do for training. For sure. someone, someone brings on someone, they just found someone at Taco Bell that had a great personality and they said, you know what, you want to be in dentistry? Let me change your life. So yeah. how, do you train, how do you train that person? We trained them as if we're in the office. Um, you know, we do things like this. We're on a video call, right? So I can share my screen with them. They can share their screen with us. Um, we give them checklists of things to do um, when they're there in the office. And then we also, uh, for example, part of our training too is if they need um, help uh, talking to a patient to go over, um, I, I, I don't know, an example would be a patient's upset. So what we would do is we would let them know, hey, just give us a call and let us know. And we call the patient for them and we have them sit in on the call so they can listen in on how our team is addressing the, the issue with the patient and what the follow-up steps would be. So these are all things that we can do remotely. Um, and we also have video trainings that video modules that we created for them so they can watch it um, on their own time or they can do it in the office. So whatever setup that the practice has, we can cater it to um, the office. So before we get on to any of the other stuff you guys do, and it, there's a lot, guys, there's a lot. There is, so but training is important. I feel like um, training is the most important one so far um, because one, we have to bring warm bodies into practice, even the ones that don't have any dental experience, right? So that's been really our main focus. Um, and also that's why we include it in all our membership plans. It really doesn't matter because even if you don't need it, we still include it in there because you never know. Actually, a majority of the time, what I find is when they tell us, oh, we don't need it. I think our, you know, our teams are actually fine, but they can always use extra tips or um, I like to tell them tips because if I tell them I'm training them something and sometimes they get very different like I know how to do right. this right so it's sharing tips with them that what we know has worked other offices proven to work it's you yeah. know very efficient um, so we include it for all our membership plans and this is why we also changed the wording on there it's for new and old team members so it's for everyone that's fantastic so yeah. I'm getting a little bit of feedback over there. Oh, can you hear me? I, I can. I, it's just we're getting a little okay. feedback from the microphone. Um, so let me see. Where was I going? And the, the, I'm trying to remember. The list is so long. Okay, so we've covered verification. We've covered collections. We've covered your training program that you guys have. Um, yes. What positions can you train for? That was the next question I was going to ask front office and dental assistant. So we can't train you for, so anything front office related, we can do that. Um, majority of our team have all worked, um, that does the training, have worked in dental offices. Also, you know, uh, we also have team members that are from outside of dentistry. 
So they're bringing in their knowledge and their systems that they've used in their companies that has proven to work. And so we're just tweaking it and changing, literally changing the word, wording from customers to patients, <laughs> but it's working out great. So that's where a lot of our teams get their training from. Um, I think I shared this in another group that one of our executive members, her background is in hotels. Um, so we were big fans of uh, customer service and patient experience. So we Absolutely. try to look outside at different companies and how they train their, their team members so that way we can bring that um, over to dentistry. Um, but everyone, I think, um, like I, I said this before, regardless, our team members that come in, regardless if they've had 10, 15, 20 years working in a dental office, they still go through the same training um, that I went through when we did mm -hmm. get BYU, we started get BYU. So we have this saying here, it's called SUT. So S-U-T. Um, and I challenge everyone that's listening uh, to go back to your practice and apply this to everybody uh, in your practice. So, so basically S-U-T, so is your team singing the same song? And then you, do they all have the same understanding? And then C, do they all think the same way? Now, I'm not saying that we're gonna be robots, um, but I'm gonna give you an example just to you know, help everyone understand is, for example, if you have MI-PACE, fluoride toothpaste, uh, or just fluoride, I challenge you to ask everyone on your team, how would they answer the question if the patient says, how do, do I need fluoride? How much is a fluoride? How often should I get a fluoride? And you'd be surprised if you're not doing this regularly, you'd be surprised how many different answers you're going to get out of your Absolutely. team. Absolutely. And, and a lot of answers you don't want. No. <laughs> Do you feel like you are wasting your time and money marketing your dental practice? The fact is most marketing companies are not focused on your best interests. They focus on their profit. At Art of Dental Marketing, our engagements are month to month, allowing you a low risk and foundational level to build trust as we build real solutions. Right now, TBOD members can enjoy exclusive discounted pricing on our ultra fast websites and local SEO services. Visit us online at artofdentalmarketing.com or call us at 913-214-8502. A lot of our, our, our doctors, I challenge them this all the time because it's the same thing that we do, do here at Gibby Wired. You know, we want to make sure that everyone's singing the same song, understand the same thing and thinking the same way. Now, we may, you know, just like when you're singing a song, you may miss a word or two, but you understand the tone of, or the tune of the song. So that's why it's so important that everyone goes through the same training. Um, yes, we do customize some things, like, for example, if you have scripts, that you want us to use when we're answering the phone. That's another thing that we can do is answer your phone, call your patients, reactivate any hygiene um, or schedule any unscheduled like treatment plans. Yes. Well, you know, I looked at it. I've been, I'm still with my practice. I love my team. I love our doctors. Um, and I'm always asking them, okay, what else can we do to really help us get to the next level? Um, and so we hear what their requests are, and then we try to figure out how to solve it. Um, that's pretty much get me aware. <laughs> it's like, how do you solve something? <laughs> I go back to my team. It's like, okay, we want the stars and the moon. Uh, can you guys figure out a way to make that happen <laughs> and be able to scale and duplicate it? <laughs> so. And, and it, what you say there is very important. It's one of the things I was going to bring up. A lot of the problems with these small startups, and this was probably, I think, within the first day that I met you, I asked you this problem, uh, this question which was, are you prepared to scale, right? 
And we had a long discussion about that to make sure that you were. One of the problems that a lot of small companies have is they scale too quickly and, or they try to scale too quickly in number of customers. You guys have all, always got surplus of labor out in front of the needs, which is fantastic. Yeah. Because you never have to worry about overrunning your, your labor pool. But that a lot of times comes at the cost of quality because you have to go to a third world country to outsource, which you guys do go somewhere that I was really pleasantly surprised because it's exactly where Amazon goes. Yeah. And uh, it, it was funny. I was making a return yesterday and, um, and I, I thought I heard the accent, but I wasn't possible. I, I wasn't positive. So I said, and, and Salamat, I really appreciate I really appreciate your help. She got giddy. She was so excited. <laughs> Evidently, they actually trained them and they moved them up to like Pennsylvania and, and, and Wisconsin and stuff. Like they'll, they'll relocate them from the Philippines. But yeah. that's the great thing is that there's no thick accent. Your, your patients aren't going to think, yeah. you know, that you're outsourcing to India. And there's nothing wrong with India, guys. Nothing wrong with it, but some people. Get There's nothing wrong with India. We outsource to India. We outsource to Samoa, to American Samoa, to Peru. Um, you know, and for us, it's making sure that um, and you know, there's a system in place. I'm going to share a little bit. Not not everyone that you encounter or that you work with will be in India or in yeah. Peru or in Samoa or even in the Philippines. We do outsource to have them do some things for us. And then because we also have our U.S. team here mm -hmm. that deals directly with the practice. So that's pretty much our model and there. I was really um, and it's every time I got on the phone, it was someone I could understand. And, it, it's, and it's nothing against people who have accents. It's just, man, I want it to be easy. I want to be able to understand what the person's telling me, especially if I'm on my cell phone and it's breaking up half the time. Yeah. You know, and you guys, that and was one brilliant. of the first things. You know, they, these are really good. They're brilliant. They're very smart people, very efficient. Um, and sometimes that's like the hurdle is the language, right? And the accent. And so what we figured was like, well, we have our teams here in the U.S. that we can use. So that's where the offices connect with. But the rest of, you know, other tasks, we outsource it to our teams abroad. Um, and that's been very efficient. And I might even add, that's why the, we're able to keep our costs really low so you can afford them. And I um, want you to cover those costs in a couple of seconds. But first, I okay. want to really uh, tell you guys, um, folks, if you're watching this right now and you have any questions at all, uh, Medina is very giving in her knowledge. If you just have, if you have a problem in your front desk, you have an insurance claim issue, there's actually a link up on top of TBOD. If you look under featured, there's a link for you to ask VWAR any question that you have. Now, I do ask that you don't abuse them and call them up for every <laughs> single claim. But I'm going to regret this, this partnership. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys can ask all the questions. It's so fine. <laughs> if you've got something that's stumping you, though, and you're worried about it, or you think you may see signs of embezzlement, call. It's a free call. It's yeah. free information. And if you have questions that you're not embarrassed to, to ask right now, go ahead and drop them down below in the comment section. We'll try to get to them. All right, Medina, talk to us yeah. more about this, this rigorous training program or, or where, where were we? we? We were just talking about... Um, so we covered the training. I, I touched a little bit about the phone. That's one of the other most common questions I get. 
um, might as well ask, answer all the questions that I get when we do demos is, what about the phones? Do you guys help out with the phones? Yes, we can help out with the phones. Yes, if you have your scripts that you like and you want to keep, we can do that too. We can share our scripts too. Um, but yes. What if I, I want to like schedule you want a special way? Because I do schedule a special way. I, I, use, I use block yeah. scheduling for production. So is your team trained in that? Yes, they are. Um, usually when we do the onboarding call, uh, and that's a great thing about this, you know, usually if you think about it, you hire someone, you have to take time to train them. All of that is taken care of for you. When we have our onboarding call, we're recording the session. So, um, you know, our, it's usually the more experienced team leaders that's on the onboarding call. Um, and you're literally going to just walk them through everything, tell them exactly what you want done. Um, and they take that back to train the whole team that's assigned to your office. And I promised that I was going to touch on that because I keep saying team. That's the other most common question I get is, do I get one or two person um, or am I assigned a whole team? Yes, you are assigned a whole team, depending on the volume of your practice and how much work needs to be done. Um, for us, it doesn't matter if I have to put five or 10 or 20 people. What's important for us is the work gets done. Um, whatever it is that you sign our teams up to do that we make sure that we can deliver it. Um, and that's how we base how many team members need to be on there. And the reason why we also have a team, not just one or two people, is because I'm a back, I'm a fan of having a backup for my backup. <laughs> you know, especially now more than ever, you know, people are moving, life happens, and then I have to start all over again. So what we've done is we're able to assign, you'll have your main team that works for your office, one or two leads. But then you also have a group of uh, team members that's in that chat or in that group that's assigned to your practice. They know exactly how things run in your office. They know what's happening every day. And it helps because if, like, for example, if I need to take the day off, I can do that knowing that someone else can step in and take over. So you're not missing a beat um, because I decided to take a day off. Absolutely. So, so we, had a question. we had a question pop up and yeah. someone said, What's the name of this company? Well, it is Get VWire. And if you look up in the featured section, there is a link for you to schedule a interview with them in Calendly. So you can find out a little bit more about how they would fit your specific practice. Um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about um, prices. So how much do you save the average dental practice? I, I know you guys have so many practices at this point. You've got some pretty good data. How much are you finding that you're saving them monthly? On average, around thirty to forty thousand a year. Um, and you know, do the math. If you think about it, if you're hiring one person uh, with experience, let's say you pay them twenty six dollars an hour. How much is that? Are you using monthly? that number? So, because guys, <laughs> it's twenty six dollars an hour in my area, and she knows that. So. $26 in California is $35 an hour, especially here in the Bay Area. So that's insane. What man, all you California docs better jump on this. So I, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, if you think about it, do all we have to do is do the math. We're all smart people here. I mean, right. do the math. Um, for the affiliate plan, that's like our lowest plan is around, I think, less than two thousand dollars a month. Uh, right. And you're getting a team, not just one or two individuals, you're getting a whole team. Too. Yes, they go through a lot of training guys, before we even put them out live to work The efficiency offices. is, it'll, it'll blow you away that they get this stuff done yeah. so quickly. So it's not just that you're paying less and you're getting a team that's fully knowledgeable and fully trained. They're faster. 
And so there's less hiccups, you know? So Medina, talk to me about, let's say I've got a patient who calls and like, oh my God, you know that crown that you told me to do three years ago? And oh man, you know, my face is swollen up. I can't go to work. I need to get in today. So this patient shows up at your door. How long is it going to take you? And I'm throwing you under the bus on this one because this is a hard one. How long does yeah, it take no, to okay. verify the insurance and verify their coverage and get them an accurate assessment of how much it's going to cost for that root canal, post and core, and built and uh, and and the crown? Well, Mr. Jones, since it took you three years to wait to get this tooth fixed, it's going to take us another three years to verify your benefits. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You want to say that no, sometimes, doesn't it? That's that's a great question. We get it done right away, especially when. Um, it's an emergency patient. Uh, if it's a patient calling and we're doing your phones, we're booking the appointments, we know how to book those appointments on your schedule. So we would book it right away. I don't have to send a message and say, hey, doc, uh, I have an emergency patient right. on the phone. That's like, it's like extra work, right? So it's like, just get it done, schedule the appointment. You have access to the appointment book. You know how to schedule the appointments, put it on the schedule. And because they know how to do eligibility, not only are now they're able to book the appointment, get the patient's insurance information. And because they, they do it themselves, they know exactly what information need, we need from the patient um, and then be able to call insurance or go online, check the benefits really quick, update everything in your practice management system. And then all we're doing now is send you a message in our chat to say, hey doc, guess what? We booked an emergency patient at 12 p.m. Everything mm -hmm. is entered it's on the upper left side. Patient has been taking medicine for three years to take care of that toothache. So time to extract not just kidding <laughs> the, the, the biggest thing the biggest thing i can see um becoming an issue is whenever the doctor is being a little lazy and wants to sneak out early for a round of golf or something like that for me it would be going to the shooting range because that's generally whenever i was having a slow morning i'd, I'd have them move my patients around and say okay i'm taking off the last two hours of the day i'm going to the shooting range so how do our doctors make sure they communicate with you to make sure that doesn't happen? They, they don't get a call and say, hey, there's an emergency patient in the chair or, hey, you know, Mr. Jones, the one you said never, ever, ever, ever to a point. Well, he's on the books. So <laughs> we, we use the term sunshine club and every patient like that that I don't really want to see or I want an associate to see and not me. It has a yeah. label that says sunshine club. I never want to see this patient. <laughs> so... <laughs> Can they can they do something similar for you guys just to make sure? Because oh, they, yes, they yeah, can. can they're, they're being a train wreck. No, absolutely. That's where the charting comes in, the notes. Um, you know, we have to have systems in place for our both teams to be able to work efficiently and, again, sing the same song, right? So, um, but yes, answer your questions. Very simple. Yes. Is, is that one you guys have gone to before? Uh, well, we think about it, okay, how we put a lot of thought in this, you know, how would this work? You know, is this something, mm -hmm. what kind of issues would we come across? Um, so we always think about those things before we even say, hey, we can book your appointments. Um, right. And you know, that's not to say too, that when we first started, there weren't any, you know, trial and error. There was a lot of trial and error. Right. And uh, I think we've perfected that now. So, but a lot of it has to do with making sure that there's right notes in the chart um, mm -hmm. Like you said, put a little asterisk or a star on there. That's your rock star patient, That's aka it. don't schedule with me. Um, <laughs> so little things like that does help our team because they know like, okay, this is the patient that doesn't go on doc's uh, column. This patient goes on superstar uh, associates column. So 
you know, we just follow the notes based on the guidelines that you provide for us. And then on top of that, I, I, I know I talked about the chat, but I didn't really go into it. We have a group chat for all our offices. And that's how we stay connected and that's how we keep in touch with the office. And what's nice about it is if there's an emergency patient, um, we're gonna shoot that message in the chat and everyone in the office will be in the chat. So if Doc wants to go to the shooting range, he knows he can't go to the shooting range because he has to come and see his favorite sunshine patient. Um, <laughs> but we have that group chat. So it's really helpful for the teams in the office because if they have a last minute ad, patient walks in and says, hey, by the way, you know, Mr. Jones has secondary insurance, all they have to do is send a message over and our teams will hop on and take care of it because they know that the patient's in the chair and it's priority. At the very least, they'll let you know, hey, Mr. Jones is active, Max is this, nothing has been used. So that way your office can get started while they work on updating information in the practice management system. So we have a question. Yeah, I love questions. I like doing demos. A lot of my demos, I go off rails with our demos. We have a whole presentation when we do demos. I'm like, just ask me the questions. I think it's easier that you ask me what you want to know and I could just get to the point. <laughs> so. You and I are the worst together though, because I, I go off rails all the time. Like, that's why I have a team, right? That's why I have a team. They're like, Kalina, that's not how you do presentations. Like, okay, you're right. So one of our doctors would like to know a little bit about your contracts. How long are they going to have to sign up for your whole entire life. I'm kidding. It's month to month. <laughs> I mean, you can sign up your whole entire life, but it's month to month. Um, and again, this is one of my biggest requests when I came to our team, when we were building Gebby Wire, I came to them, I was like, I have several requests. Um, one, no long-term contracts because from my experience, um, and that was part of my job is I would figure out what's the great, you know, what best uh, systems or you know product to use for our practice mm -hmm. and most of the time I would sign up for something it might be a great company great product just not a good fit for my practice um, but it would suck because I signed it and now my doctors had to pay for it so that was one of my biggest requests is no no long-term contract it's month to month be able to customize everything and I think I asked there's like a few every every year I feel like I come back with like five more things to them um, so I do, doctors, I do hear you guys out, and I bring all of this back to my team. <laughs> um, they they kind of yell at me a little bit, but then they figure it out, and then, you know, we roll it out <laughs> for everyone. One of our doctors would like to know, when do they work? Do they work only during our office hours? Do they work set hours of their own? Can they handle after-hours emergencies? Yes. So they work all hours every hour. I mean, okay, so the group chat is available during your office hours. So if you're open on Saturdays, it's not a problem because we'll make sure that someone's there to cover the chat because again, that's important, right? Um, and they usually sign on 30 minutes before you come in the office because we all know just because your first patient is at eight o'clock doesn't mean that you show up at eight. And if you have your team showing up at eight and your first patient's at eight, I think you need to change that. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of the same way that we operate our group chats is if your first patient is at eight o'clock, our team's logging in at 7.30, just in case there's like a last minute request. And then they're always logged on at the end of the day to make sure, you know, all the chart notes and everything is completed before they submit the, the, um, the claims. And they also kind of double check the schedule for tomorrow for any so last minute ads. If you are making sure that you're handling the phones for the office as well, is there an after hours or before hours answering service? And- we are do. you training yeah. keeping patients on the schedule? 
I already know all the answers to these, but I imagine these are the questions that people are going to think yes, of watching. We do, um, because how do I put this? You know, for us, it's important that you can be busy, right? We can be super busy, but are we productive <laughs> in how we're working? And so yes. for us, you know, especially our billing team, they love it when they see production on your schedule, they see patients on your schedule. Um, that's part of the reason why we started offering other services is like, okay, we got the numbers, we got your AR taken care of. And what right. we were seeing is, okay, there's not that many patients on the schedule. We got to fix that. You know, that. you just, you just um, mentioned another one that we totally glossed over, handling the AR. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we can always uh, talk about it. Feel free to ask that, use that link, ask the question about the AR, we can cover that. Um, but for scheduling appointments, yes, we're all for putting that. Our goal when we answer the phone is listen to with an intention to understand what the patient needs and book that appointment. So that's. Um, so could a doctor could a doctor ask you to cover phones twenty four seven? They can. But there you go, guys. Full transparency, though. Going to cost or you. like your midnight hours, your midnight hours, and all of that you will get a team from abroad that's been vetted by us, trained by us, and it meets our standards of like, can I understand you when I'm talking to you on the phone? Right. Um, so, yes. And I know, that's a pet, I know that's a pet peeve of yours too, so. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? English is not my first language. I don't know if you know this, but English is not my first language. That's why sometimes it takes me a while to figure out, okay, what's the right word for this? Um, I spend a long time, a lot of years, resources, just getting the training to be able to speak English properly. <laughs> but um, English is not my first language. I worked really hard for it um, to be able to speak English. But um, that's one of my biggest pet peeves too. Is, and, and it's also because I want to understand what you're saying to me. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I, so. I only imagine that patients will probably feel the same way too when they call. I, I completely agree. So do you or do you not do chart audits? We do chart audits a lot. Um, you have to. Especially yeah. with our... <laughs> any, any insurance company that doesn't, folks, just please, please take my advice here. Anytime you're trying to contract someone for verifications and for insurance filing and they don't do chart, audit, chart audits, that is a huge ass red flag. Yeah. Huge. I that agree. is they're not actually doing the job you're paying them for. You absolutely need to do chart audits. Um, I remember I shared that earlier in our, our session that there was an office where, you know, a situation where a patient's uh, claim was never submitted from months ago. And that's because, you know, no one did the chart audit. No one looked at it and say, oh, patient actually came in for, and the red flag should have been, you know, and we caught this. I mean, we caught this because the red flag should have been, okay, patients coming in for a, root can, uh, a crown. And on there, on a note says root canal, you know, something about the root canal. Now, the next question is, okay, where did the patient get the root canal done? Was it here in the office or did they get it done mm -hmm. at the specialist? If they got it done at the specialist, do we have a copy of the report saved in the patient's chart? Um, and that all comes when you're auditing your patient's chart. So absolutely audit your patient's chart. And, and I get it, sometimes the office is busy and the team doesn't have enough time to go back and look at the ledgers like, okay, what did they have done? And our teams are trained to do that um, when they take phone calls. So part of the, and, and this is something that we train your team members that you hire that don't have experience. You train them what the steps are when they take that call. What do they do first? 
And what, part of what we train them is that you always open up the patient's chart first. Um, and if they're not a new patient, if they're not an existing patient, of course, you're going to go through the checklist of new patients. But you always double check what the last time they came in, what they had done, and any pending treatment that they had. And guys, all of you cheap ass dentists out there who don't have your front desk on two monitors, get them two monitors. It is almost impossible to work correctly at the front desk without having multiple monitors. It just drives me crazy seeing these dentists who've got one freaking monitor for their front desk, or maybe even just one computer for front desk. You need a check-in computer and a checkout computer, and they both need two monitors. Otherwise, your people are not being as efficient as they could be. So that was my pet peeve. Sorry about that. So yes, no, it's true. <laughs> I, I know it is. Really makes, you and I have had this discussion about efficiency before. It's one of the reasons yeah. I love you so much because we think the same way when it comes to that. Like the number of button clicks, it made me so excited. It warmed my heart that I wasn't the only, you know, obs obsessed person in the world to make sure I yeah. could do something in the least amount of button clicks. Yeah. So well, you know, I've been doing this for this is my twenty fifth year doing this. Um, How twenty uh, one? I know. You know, my my family believed in child labor, and so you know, <laughs> before we were even legal to work, they would throw us in their office like, "Hey, I need you to file charts," and that's when we had paper charts, uh, file charts, and then next, you know, I answer the phones. By the way, come hold this section. <laughs> this is how you hold an X ray machine, but. That's how long I've been in this field. I was always trying to escape it. Um, I, 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 I went to school. I was like, okay, I'm going to med school. Did everything. Did, did make MCATs. And I realized, like, I hate this. This is not me. I like the business side of things. I like working with the teens. And finally, my team's like, yeah, stop escaping, trying to run away from dentistry. I love it. So, You're a business. You obviously want uh, our members, its customers. Um, but what if, what if they just don't want to hire you? Can you give them five takeaways to make their insurance verification process more effective and more efficient? Absolutely. One, um, and then, you know, that's another thing too. Um, if we're not a good fit for you, I know plenty of other companies that are doing, they're on the same mission and they do really great jobs. So I can always recommend a few of them too. Now, the way, like I said before, our mission is to help offices. Um, and that doesn't mean like, oh, if we're not a good fit for you, then screw you, you know, go, go good luck. <laughs> I really truly want you to find the right fit for your practice. So I can give you a few of them that I know of that I've heard really great things about that I can share it with you and see, you can check them out and see they're gonna be a good fit for you. Two, um, have a system in place. Uh, if you don't have a breakdown form, I know my team is gonna kill me for saying this, create a breakdown form and really focus in on the uh, codes that you wanna use and that's important to you. So that way you can make sure that that's being verified, that's checked and it's updated in your practice management system. However, that doesn't mean that you need to do a breakdown form for every single patient because it's unnecessary. Um, and that's one of the biggest things too, is uh, I come in with a lot of offices is they want a breakdown form for every single patient. Yes, our teams can do that. It's gonna cost you, you know, you're gonna end up paying for something that you don't need. Um, as long as the plan is updated in your practice management system. And again, that's because you're working with someone who has the experience to make sure it's updated and attached correctly. 
um, then you don't need to do a breakdown form, a complete breakdown for every single patient. The reason why I'm saying having a breakdown is so you can have a guide to um, build your practice management system based on what's important to you. So every plan in there is built correctly and built the same way. Uh, the other thing I would recommend is make sure that your team is getting the correct patient information. A lot of the times we get, um, you know, we get a notice like, oh, so-and-so is here. Can you verify the insurance information? It turns out that the, the plan that they took down is for medical, not mm -hmm. dental. And there's a huge difference. So training your teams and making sure that they know when they look at the patient's card that they hand them, they can tell right away if it's a medical card or if it's a dental card. Um, that's now, there are some times you need to do both, particularly if you do medical. Yes. Wait a minute. Do you guys do medical billing? Oh, yes, we do medical billing. We have a team that does. That's all they focus on is medical billing. They don't do anything dental. But um, I mean, like dental insurance verification and working with dental insurance, they only work with medical um, and they primarily focus on like oral surgery and then also some pedo and also a lot of it is sleep. So if you and, and trauma, are looking into that trauma can be billed under medical. Yeah. Um, the other thing you need to be aware of is there are a lot of things that you can build on bill under medical to save your patient as much money as possible and still get paid. You have a patient yes. that comes in, they need an extraction. You can build that under medical many times. Bone graft under medical, CBCT under medical. You haven't touched their, 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 um, their allotment in their insurance yet. So they're not going to hit their limit as fast, which means they're going to do more work. Yeah. See, these are all things. Um, there's so much things that we can do uh, for efficiency in our practice and be able to increase our production. So, uh, well, yeah. When you guys call, get VWire. And how do they reach you again? Is there a link up top, up top inside this group? They can just click I on also. it. <laughs> guys, click the link above, find out if get vwire is going to be a good fit for you i imagine they do more things than i even know in fact i know you do more things than i even know i'm just poking at the ones that i know that i forgot to mention earlier and i, I know there's more guys they can make your practice more effective they can make it more efficient they can make it more profitable you will collect more money your production will match your collections much more closely your fees will be correctly set. Your estimates will be right. There is so much that you're missing out on. If you're unhappy in any way with the way your, your practice runs, call Get VWire. It's a free call. All it costs you is a couple of minutes of your time to ask, can you do this? And if they can, start a conversation. Yes. That's what I was going to add. You know, that's one thing, you know, I'm pretty blessed that we have amazing people on our team. Um, and I give props to my sister because that's what she spends a lot of her time on is making sure that we're attracting the right talent, the right personality that fits what we're trying to do. And I will say that a lot of the time when you ask what, whoever your account manager is that you're working with, like, hey, can you guys do this or do you do this? If it's not on the menu, they literally come back to our team. It's like, hey, my office is requesting this a lot. Um, can we figure out a way to be able to provide them that assistance? And that's why our services, Doc, that's why you can't keep up because one day it's like, yeah, I know. we can do that now. 
as long as the office is willing to work with us, okay, let's figure out how we're going to make this happen. Because again, we're there to support you. We're there to help you. And we want to make sure we can do that. Um, so, yeah. I think that's, I think that's everything you need to say. That's yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, Medina, thank you for joining me today on this podcast and on this Facebook live. And um, everyone who's out there listening, particularly the people who ask such great, great questions, great questions, great, great, man, I, I, I'm never going to live that one down because this is on the I can give you my speech, uh, coach. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so everyone who asks such great questions down in the chat, thank you so very much. And uh, we hope you have a fantastic day. Until next time, this is Doc Huffpower signing off. Hey folks, before I let you go, I just wanted to make sure I thank United Medical Credit for sponsoring this cat podcast and also the business of dentistry. Go check out their website at www.unitedmedicalcredit.com forward slash TBOD to get a special deal. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc Podcast your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc Podcast on all major platforms.